Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and inquiries for the WIBR Warren Radio Network to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. You can find us on Sayscape, Telegram, USA.life, MeWe, ParlorLink, oh, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Pure Social, and Gab Social, and Linktree, and Linktree. So you can find us on all those social sites. You can also listen to the shows through the following carriers Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, Castbox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. You can also listen to the shows by going to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Don't miss the following articles by The Watchman. This week we feature American Choice. American Choice, Blessing or Cursing has not been a concern over the decades since my birth. But that matter, for that matter, in recent memory, you can attribute an attitude of America that is anti-Christ. We also have... American Clarity, American Clarity, Radicalized Agenda, has many wondering how this nation got to the point of such upheaval. The years of division in America have drug on. And last but not least, Comforters of Job. Comforters of Job that show up in times of trouble is an experience all its own. Not all who come to help or comfort those in trouble are like those in Job. So go to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and there you'll find the articles and please pass them on to your friends. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. Welcome to another Sound the Shofar. Well, we've just about did it. We've just about made it to April 1st. This is the day we celebrate all the politicians in Washington, those that are meatheads. April 1st, April Fool's Day. Yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. You know, the Gatestone Institute had a big article in it by Chris Farrell. And the election. And the, and the first few points, of course, definitely true. The judges didn't pay attention to the evidence at all, didn't even consider it including the justices of the Supreme Court, except for Justice Thomas, who wrote a dissenting opinion, which was very, very good. So if you ever get tired of uh, the onslaught of the Democrats, 
you might think a little bit about who to blame. But you see, there's one culprit in all this, and that culprit is sin. And because there is sin, culpable sin in this country, besides blood guilt, there's a sin on the part of many, especially in the church, especially those who are leaders in big congregations, who got so caught up in their little world where have the voices been you know the most convi cons consistent voice that we've heard has been from Franklin Graham he's been kind of silent lately everything's pretty much quieted down now you see we got off uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram because of their biasness, what they did to President Trump and all the other conservatives. I will not do anything with them. So we are on seven other platforms now. But overall, the platforms and social media have quieted down. And the media has been tamed into playing along with Biden, pretending he's got everything there. This is the most astounding, deception, screwed-up mess that we've ever had in America. But guess what? When I see those kind of things happening, the first place I look is, <clears throat> excuse me, in the judgment of God. So there you have it. Pelosi, of course, was on, on fire defending Newsom. Of course, you know who Governor Newsom is. It's her nephew. She said that this, and she said this before, that it is the Trump supporters. You know, they just never give up. <laughs> you know, even Biden was blaming Trump. It's always the Trump or the Trump supporters. It just absolutely astounds me how Trump is never around and they blame him for everything. This is so stupid, so ludicrous, so foolish, so idiotic, so moronic. These news conferences, and I think of Putin, I think of China's Z, I think of North Korea. You know, guess what? Trump actually went to meet with the North Korean leader, walked across the demarcation line, and all he got was you know, the Democrats mocking him. You know, that's all we get out of them. And now you got them full time. Congratulations, America. I hope you like that, justices. That's in the Supreme Court. You who didn't have enough guts to look at what was really going on. Yeah, have fun. Have fun with this, America. Have fun with this, all you who cheated and lied. Because the Democrats haven't a clue on how to build an economy. I hope you like it. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and he'll take care of us. Just a mess. And like I said, when you see a mess, you can look up. And if you're missing the Isaiah series, you're missing one of the best series there is. And we're going to get into the Roman series here in a minute. There's a lot of stuff you need to hear. But the first thing you need to hear, well, guess what? Tomorrow night's the eve of Pesach, Passover. Actually, it's all called unleavened bread now. Because you do go in unleavened bread. You go into the first fruits. And this is actually one of those where Pesach, uh, you know, Passover. You know, in quotes, the Jewish feast... <laughs> I got news for you. They're not the Jewish feasts. The Jews keep them. They're the feasts of the Lord, in case you haven't figured this out yet. <laughs> but, people, you know, Easter, you know, <clears throat> the only place Easter occurs in the Bible was put in there on purpose by the interpreters of the King James Version. Of course, you Baptists ain't going to like that, but, you know, hey. We're not all perfect. So Good Friday is coming up. That's when you plant taters. 
I did have some taters getting pretty bad that uh, would have made a good planning, but we had to eat them because uh, they would have spoiled by the time Good Friday come around. But we finally made it. So congratulations. Remember what scripture says, think on good things. Paul reminds us during this day and age, you need to think on good things. Get your mind out of the gutter. Get it out of that news. The news feed, folks, I'm an expert at the news feed. I am. I'm a, I'm a self-declared expert. Over the years, and I've been doing this over two decades, I have scanned, must have been a billion now that is what we call a hyperbole, okay? Hyperboles are there so we can exaggerate with the point of making a point. The point is a whole pile of them. And today, <laughs> no, I weeded out. I weeded out looking at the headlines a long time ago. Nothing but pure, unadulterated dog manure. You know, and I know what manure is. I worked on a ranch, worked on a farm. My grandfather was a cattle rancher and my other grandfather was a farmer. And I know what dung looks like. And I know what a pile of dung looks like. And I know what liquid dung looks like. And I've had some of those jobs where you're knee deep in, knee deep in dung and you're cleaning up the stuff underneath that soppy mess in the barn so the animals can get in there. And it goes, and it splashes on everything. Yeah. Well, that's what's coming out of Washington, D.C. right now. Only it's worse than that. And if you think these people are honest, then I've got a bridge to sell you. Let's see, what shall we sell? Well, you know, we always used to say, I'll sell you the Brooklyn Bridge. Well, that's as good as anything, but I don't think you want to go to Brooklyn. So, good old Pelosi's defending her nephew and probably all the rest of them. It's always the Republicans and, uh, and Trump's fault. Nevertheless, that's the way it is. Remember, it's sin. Listen to our broadcasts pass them around well you know you got to be careful with that because a lot of people do not like and a lot of people have all their feelings on their sleeve you know I'm here to give you the truth I'm not going to explain absolutely everything I expect you to do some studying oh yeah give it to us please make it you know put it on a plate you know serve it with milk we don't want to study. We want to spend all of our time on media. And we want to chat. And we want to lambast. And we want to get involved in all this sin. Pride. This is an ugly time for America. And it was even ugly when Trump was there because they wouldn't leave him alone. This is a politician that if you hate him, you must really hate him. Because I'm sure there's some of those that saw what they were doing to him and couldn't believe it. And guess where we're at? We're in Romans 7-7 seven, seven now. <laughs> we're talking about sin in the law. Isn't that a good place to be? We're talking about politics, we're talking about America, we're talking about, you know, this election. Yeah, let's talk about sin. How about that? Or do you want me to talk to you of good things, smooth things? Don't speak to us of that, they told Jeremiah. Give us smooth things. Yeah, America, that's what you need, smooth things, because you don't have the guts to face what's going on. You and the Supreme Court as well. Shame on you. Nobody wants to hear it, though. They're all, well, we've already gone past, and we say it hasn't happened. So, yeah, we have attorney generals now that we're standing up, forbidding the lawyers in their state. I forget which state this was. Forbidding the, sta the lawyers to stand up and uh, say that the election was a fraud. 
And so people stay quiet, you know, good little servants of whatever. One of these days, America, you're going to have to stand on your own. You're going to have to tell these meathead politicians where to cram all their bull and all of this other stuff that we're doing now, which is so ridiculous. You know, everything's a racist. <laughs> I mean, it's gotten so bad that even some of the comedians... I've had enough with it. When some of these comedians who have been so liberal and bash Trump so much, Bill Maher is that one. He's been coming out. Bill Maher is one of those you don't want to be a friend with because he can turn on you. But he's good at what he does, man. He can slice and dice them politicians. He ain't very happy with all this monkey business going on. Romans 7, 7, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Well, you know, in the church. You remember what the church is? See, there is that church. And we've been taught we're saved by grace through faith. And, you know, over all these years, I mean many years, we're talking decades and centuries, we have actually been taught through this that the law is sin. We never really interpreted the law and the use of the law in Scripture. Without the law, you wouldn't be saved. Because Christ, guess what? God determined. He set it down. Atonement was going to be made through the blood. And there was also another problem. In the Old Testament, they had the law, and their atonement was through the blood of bulls and calves, etc. Well, you see, the blood of an animal is not going to atone for your sins permanently. It's a temporary fix. They had to do it all the time. Paul makes this point. Only Yahshua dying on the cross, the Son of God, and His blood could atone to make up for, to remove, and to put you in the place of sonship with Almighty God. Not just sonship, but you could have His Spirit within you, making you truly a child of God, if you stayed where you needed to stay. God forbid, nay, he says. I had not known sin but by the law, for I had not known lust, except the law said, Thou shalt not covet. Now, actually, he's being nice here. He didn't say all the other things. But you see, covet really does cover a lot of a lot of sins when we're talking about men and women, humans with foibles and sins and lusts covering it up and now of course in America we have this great example of how moral we are we cheated at election Biden's in there can barely function Kamala Harris is the VP who claims to be black and her own family even says that she's not. <laughs> That's because, what is it, Jamaican? <laughs> Dear God in heaven, help us. He's tried. Yeah, well, see, we still don't know what sin is because we're ignoring the law. We... You know, we just, well, you know, I go to church once in a while. I never read the Bible, but that's okay. You know, you know, God is love. There's no hell. There's no heaven. I can live however I want to live. You know, if, if Americans weren't so ignorant of the law, maybe they might abide by it and then find out, hey, you can't live and be justified by the law. That's why Paul goes in this. We'll get into this in this section because Paul talks about that later on. 
But sin, taking occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. <laughs> That's a big word. <laughs> concupiscence. I don't even know if you can even say it right. You know, this is pretty early in the morning. Maybe I need to come back at noon and try to say it. Eros. Sexual desire. Physical attraction. Oh, God in heaven help us. Yeah. America the concupiscence. Not consequence. Concupiscence. Or concupiscence. Sexual desire, immorality. We, we are so cold to true sexual desires, we've perverted them. And of course, we also prey on all the kids around here. I'm not talking about me or we. I'm talking about those adults that do this. Remember Epstein? What are they doing at the border? Yeah, the news came out and in one of the interviews they admitted that the kids were rented from their parents so the adults could get across the border. And then they're going to send them back. Well, how are they going to do that? I don't know. But again, we're taking advantage of children. Why do you think you had so many kids come up? Because people have a heart for kids. And they send them out. These kids want to be with their family. They don't want to be up in America by themselves. What kind of morons are these people? Well, you've never lived in a place like that. No, but I report on it all the time. But we are living in a place like this in America, and the reason they want illegals here is so they can convince them to vote Democrat and always keep Democrats in office. It's about pride and power. For without the law, sin was dead. That's because you didn't know about it, it wasn't enforced. But see, Sinai, the law was given. Paul says, For I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Now, see, Paul was one of those who said, I was a Pharisee of the Pharisee. He kept the law perfect. I mean, this guy was no slouch. And he thought he was doing everything right. He even consented to Stephen's death. He was there. When the Lord confronted him and knocked him off his horse going to Damascus on his way to raise the church and throw him in jail. Kind of sounds like what India does, the Hindus over there, and many other areas. Christians today, if you're in a church around the world, that's the first place they look. You see, the churches start, started actually with the Roman church in Rome, which thought a little more highly of itself than it really was because it too got invaded. When the in pagan invaders came in the beginning, all the people, including those who didn't believe, would crowd into the church of God for protection. Then the invaders went in after them, started slaughtering slaughter them. This is in history. And then one of the one of the saints of the day, big fathers in the faith, wrote the kingdom of God because Christians couldn't understand why they were in the church and got slaughtered. And Christians today around the world, the same thing happens because they've been taught the Western way of always having a church and having a denomination. But if you go back to the beginning, they were in small house churches small groups the Lord himself gave you the key he said where two or more are gathered in my name because if you're a true believer you have the spirit of God within you 
And so the law was there. And the Lord, when he came, he said, I've come not to destroy the law because he fulfilled the law. Why would he destroy it? He was providing atonement, which was required by the law. But only this time, the Son of God gave permanent atonement, not just temporary. Plus that, he triumphed over all principalities and powers. And he gave you a greater commandment. And you are justified because you believe God by giving his only begotten Son. Now see, that makes us actually forebears or connected to Abraham who believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness sake. The very same process that was, you know, for us, if we believe God, it's accounted unto us for righteousness. That's the same thing that happened to Abraham and vice versa. This particular process by God has always existed. It's not like all of a sudden God woke up one day and said, I'm going to justify him by faith. He's always done that. But it was time to do it official through the cross and the work on the cross and the Son of God coming to fulfill the law. Because the sin wasn't on the outward side of the plate. This is a little conversation that the Lord had with the Pharisees. The sin is within. I wrote an article on that. Deceive, sin, skin, and that which is within. See, because we've made all the sin today on the outside. Now we're blaming all the whites, which back in 1968 when I was in the service, I was invited to a meal. And as a good serviceman, you never, never refuse a home-cooked meal. If you've ever been in the service, you'll understand. So we went there, and I talked with her father. She was there. We were both sitting on the floor. And he warned us about a lot of this stuff. He said they're going to make war against the whites. And their one goal is to get rid of them. He was really, really concerned. This is back in 1968. I talked to him for about three hours on this because I, I couldn't believe it. Now, I knew that it existed in, in, in the service, especially in San Diego, where I was stationed. Because we were on base one day in the, in the local little cantina thing where you could have a, few, a little bit of 3-2 beer, whatever it was. And uh, there's a group of black soldiers over there, American soldiers. And they were harassing us. We didn't do anything. Well, I left with with a few of the friends and some of them stayed well this group of black soldiers beat the living daylights out of our buddies that's camaraderie uh, <laughs> uh, friendship you know well let's just beat the hell out of them it doesn't matter that they're white we don't like them anyway yeah well that's where we're at today have fun Oh, we don't have no uh, sin in America. We're not as bad as North Korea. You know, you're full of it. Do you think there's measurements in sin? North Korea, yeah. They've got the Christians over in cages over there. We report on it. They've got them in prison camps. They will put an entire family in there. They'll even go so far as kill the whole family if they find one Christian. Yeah. There's no doubt. But at the same token, Kim Jong-un met with President Trump. No other president had guts to do that, but he did. And the commandment, let's see, for when I was alive without the law, I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Now see, he didn't recognize all this until... Till he got born again. You know, because as a Jew, keeping the law, that's, that's what you believe. You keep the law. And so he believed everything was fine. The commandment which was ordained to life I found to be unto death, because by the law shall no flesh be justified. 
For sin, taken occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it slew me. You're automatically guilt for all, guilty for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the soul that sinneth, it shall die. What does it do? It shows you where you stand with the Lord God. And then you can correct your behavior and you can get on the right side of God. But you see, we as humans allow our petty power to influence us. And that's been going on. That's not just because we're Americans or because we're English or whatever. It's because you're human. The Roman Empire was the same way. They had ten major persecution of Christians, and among those, Diocletian and a lot of others who were just absolutely, rabidly hateful. And Rome became so bloodthirsty, they would throw the Christians to the lions, have them pulled apart by elephants or horses and uh you know, just every kind of bloody thing you could do to people. And the people of Rome would stand around and cheer. They loved it. it they became very, very bloody. I have got a, a book on the fall of Rome. It's, I think, it's about four inches thick. No, I haven't read it from page to page, from end to end. But it is a good reference book. So when you look at America, he used to be so great, and now you see what Biden has put up there as far as his his own cabinet and everything else. Everybody was selected because they weren't white. I think they've got one white guy there. I don't know if he's white or not. Might be Mexican. I don't know what he is. But Joe's white. His wife's white. So they got a few of them up there. But that was the criteria. It doesn't matter that they were qualified. It doesn't matter that they even know what what they were doing. And so he picked one in a dress because you have to be really, really with it and on top of it. Kamala Harris, of course, she hated uh, Biden, really came after him when they were going for president. Nevertheless, this is where we're at. Where is sin? See, because when today now, when I look for what is the consequences of sin, I look at Washington, D.C. There's a sewer coming out of D.C. There's a sewer coming out of Congress. Now, they're not all like that, but there is a sewer coming out of there. There's corruption. There's sin. No good is going to come out of Washington, D.C. You have a sewer coming out of New York City. It's filth. You have another sewer coming out of L.A. You And, and by the way, my family is from California, originally. Originally from a little island called Catalina. Yeah, we were on that island. <laughs> Dear God, give me strength. And you can look at many cities and there's a sewer of sin being pumped. I'm working on another article next week. Or for next week. And that particular article, when we look at it, if the foundations be removed, what will the righteous do? Yeah. What are you going to do when the foundations in America are removed? Well, we're in Romans 7. We began at Romans 7, 7. 7 is a perfect number. 7 twice. Perfect. That means that in this verse, Romans 7, 7, if you go by this, what we consider the numbers of heaven, 7 is God's perfect number. Completion. Righteousness. Holiness. It is sin. But we don't want to admit that. The Gentiles will never admit that. Some of them will. Some of them will get saved. We're seeing a lot of that happen overseas, too. 
We're seeing the enemies of God become saved. Now, isn't that amazing? We've been seeing it for a long time. And we've reported on it, been absolutely amazing. So if you're not listening to our advocacy broadcast, well, you know that's okay. But the bottom line of it is, is that there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Not just persecution, but deliverance and miracles and signs and wonders. Because we're dealing with a church over there. And by the way, these are many different nationalities we're talking about. Many different colors of skin, as if God cares. You know why God made so many different colors and many different animals and so many different races of humans? Because God loves variety. He's a creator God. We're not different colored because we're weird. We're different colored because God loves variety and he loves us. But see, we are so corrupted by the devil today that we can't even look at anybody without having a preconceived idea. And even Christians have this problem. We all do. We've been trained that way. You've got to untrain yourself. So when you see these, and I guarantee you over, overseas, some of these places where you see the brothers and sisters in Christ, they don't take showers like we do in America. They might smell a little bit. They might smell really, really bad. And they might invite you into, your, into their small abode to live, to have a place to live and eat. It's not like America. And you're expected by God to love them. But you know what they do in those churches over there? They will sit in there and they will fast and pray until heaven comes down. And they'll pray for their enemies. The Spirit of God will speak to them. And they will, they will go. They will go to their enemies. They'll knock on those doors and they will tell them if the Spirit of God says so. And time and time again we have seen it. What do the Christians in America do? We sit over here and we hide ourselves. And we think if we fast for one day, that's something else. And folks, we're all guilty. But I'm telling you, in the stuff that's coming, you're not going to get through this alive if you're not willing to fast and pray for an ongoing time and get serious with God. It ain't going to happen, folks. Now, you can take Paul the Apostle. He doesn't tell you, but I can tell you, Paul the Apostle fasted a lot. And those who get into the life of Paul and things can tell you that those who were with him, as well as Peter and the boys, when they were all going out, they didn't have the three squares like we do in America and, and a lot of the modern world. Sometimes there was no food around. And they were fasting anyway. So Paul says, for sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it slew me. See, he was deceived. He had been deceived. That's what they did. He became a Pharisee of the Pharisee. Yet that wasn't enough because the Son of God knocked him off his horse. He says, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Now you see, the Apostle Paul, who considered himself a Pharisee of the Pharisee, who kept the law blameless, he says, his eyes were open. He could see. He knew it all. He was the best there was at it. But he says he found out that wasn't good enough. He says, I did it ignorantly. He found out, yes, the law is holy. The commandment is holy and just and good. But you're not going to be justified by it. It is used to guide you and direct you and let you know. We would not know, for instance, adultery is wrong, would we? The law. Check the Ten Commandments. But there's a lot more than that. There's a lot of things. Even all those eating practices and all the things it has, we read in Leviticus and throughout Scripture. They're there not as a law to send you to hell. There is, they're there to keep you alive. And especially today, there's some of that that would do you good. Nevertheless, 
Paul found out that being Saul, the one who knew everything and kept the law perfect, wasn't good enough. And so he was blinded for three days. The mighty apostle was blinded for three days. And I think this went with him all of his life. Because he even gives hints to it. He doesn't come out and say it, but he gives hints about his eyes. Which means that the Lord God might have left that there as a reminder. Remember, it's me who gave the ability to see when you could really see. When you had your eyes and they were perfect, guess what? You did not see the truth. And even today, we have people that have 20-20 vision, and they have degrees and doctorates, and yet they cannot see the truth. We had a whole conservative pile of justices in the Supreme Court, and they all went against the election. Except for Justice Thomas, who took who stood up. But remember, Roberts is the chief justice. The whole thing. Just because you see doesn't mean you see. Doesn't mean you know. Doesn't mean you're right. But the law is perfect. But the problem of it is, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For all have sinned. And the soul that sinneth, it shall die. But see, Christ came so you wouldn't die. So there's no need for you to die. There's no need for you to go to hell. There's no need for you to stand under the wrath of God. There's no need at all. I've been saying this for years. But yet, even in John 3.16, which everybody can repeat, never goes beyond the verse 16, which says, And they will not come. Because they love darkness. Many will not come because they love darkness more. And this was actually played out in an example. And this, this event happened in Seattle on the streets. Some people I knew from the college I graduated from, ministers, were working on the street in Seattle. And the conditions were very raw and carnal, I'll tell you. And they met many of them. Homosexuals, every other kind of sin, everything you could think of. Drug addicts, they were everywhere. And they sat down and talked with the guy. And they wanted him delivered. You know, they wanted to help him. He was talking about his, what he did. And he says, but, you know, Christ can deliver you from that lust. And he says... I don't want to be delivered from it. I like it. That's the darkness. They love darkness so much they're not going to come to the light. Paul goes on to say, and I like the way Paul's doing this, because he, we have an old saying, the devil's advocate. He deliberately playing an opposite role in order to bring truth. Challenging people. To get them to think. And he says. Was then that which is good. Made death unto me. I mean why would God. Make something good death. God forbid Paul says. But sin that it might appear sin. Working death in me. By that which is good. The sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. And so, this whole segment in here is not being given to the Gentiles in Rome. Rome became a big church. He's talking to the Jews who believe in Yahshua. Trying to keep all of the law to be justified. The law isn't going to justify you. It's Christ that justifies you through your faith and belief. 
And, of course, what he's getting to is an old point that we talk about. If you go sin, that makes you a sinner. No, that's not the way it works. You sin because you are a sinner. There's a difference. I go out and commit a sin, and that makes me a sinner. No, that doesn't. You were already a sinner, and you went out and did that. And that's what Paul says. That he was sold under sin. We have. We and it came by one man. And it also came by one man, Christ Jesus, that we were made right again. And this is one that, talk about opposites. You know, some of this is so good. This just illustrates Paul. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that I do not. But what I hate, that I do. Do you ever say, you know, people tell you, well, why do you do it? Well, I can't help myself. You're not supposed to do that. Well, I know that. Well, then why do you do it? I don't know. I just do. I can't help myself. That's what Paul's talking about. You're sold under sin. You can't do it on your own. You need Christ. You need deliverance. And you need it today. So he goes on to say, if then I do that which I would not, I can send into the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but the sin that dwelleth in me. <laughs> yeah, it's the sin. It's not me. It's the sin. But you have a choice. But yet still that sin can overpower you. And there's only one deliverance. You have to be delivered. It's the seed of sin. Why do you think America's in such a mess today? Because we have risen up. Now see, now look at America today. We have more technology. We have more people as far as an economy better than ever. We had a guy in there that all he wanted to do was make America the greatest it's ever been and he was hated for it. Now figure that out. You see, we're the smartest there is. We have the smartest science, the smartest technology. We have the smartest smartphones. We are online. We know it all. We have access to every kind of information you could think of. We got more kinds of foods you can shake a stick at. We got more people fat than you know what to do with over here. We got people that depend upon their health care because they are so fat. They're wealthy, but they can't live long enough because they've had a lousy lifestyle and they eat all this rich food. Now, I, I, I'll tell you what, folks. I know what rich food is. I've been an executive chef. I've run everything there is in the kitchen. I've worked for top line at the time when I was working for them, top line restaurant chains. I've had my own catering business and my own business, other business. And I can tell you about food and richness. That's why today there's a lot of that stuff I don't eat. I spend my time developing special recipes in my spare time that will heal your body instead of kill you. But see, in Christ, see, you got something else that works in there. You got sin that works in your body, and it works every day, all the time, and there's only one power that can deliver you. There's only one source that can let you rise above it, and that is faith in the Son of God, Yeshua, Jesus Christ. He says, for I know that in me that is in my flesh dwells no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would do I do not, but the evil which I would not that I do. Now see, this is, this is great writing. I can't help myself. I want to do good, but I can't do good. And when I try to do good, I never do good. I can't get there. And if I try to do the good that I think is good, it's not good. 
I mean, he paints a picture here that this struggle within the flesh, that is your man, and we call it the carnal man, and there's the spiritual man. Paul describes it as sowing to the deeds of the flesh or the deeds of the spirit. If you sow to the flesh, you'll of the flesh reap corruption. If you sow to the spirit, you'll reap life everlasting. Now, you see, in America, we're good at the things of the flesh. We're the greatest nation on earth, or so we think. And yet we have, in this country, a mess, a division. Now, we don't know what truth is anymore. And if you think it's going to get better because you have a vaccine, (laughs) don't make me laugh. You have no clue, do you? Everything's going to work out. In sin, it never works out. In rebellion, it never works out. In pride, it never works out. He says, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? And he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. And that law of sin is a struggle. It doesn't mean you can't overcome But there's a warring. Now, your mind, your brain is part of the fallen nature. And the devil will use that. And your own flesh will use that. Because it's fallen nature. You're a fallen creature. People want to take this body and live forever. Dear God, I don't want to live forever in this body. I'll live in this body as long as I can for the Lord God. Do what I can. But man, I want that other body. The one that the Lord has, he passes through walls, he appears to people and they don't know who he is. All of a sudden, he shows up somewhere else, he sins in the cloud, he goes wherever he wants to. He didn't have a car, he didn't have a plane, he just went, you know, he did everything. You know, people were sick, he'd heal them, raised from the dead. I mean, that's the body I want. I don't know about you, you can do whatever you want to. If you think this body of flesh, you want to live forever, go right ahead. Have fun. That's the way the devil would want you. Because if you live forever, you'd be in sin forever. You see, this is why the Lord God cast him out. This is why the Lord God didn't want him to live forever in that body. Because they would never be delivered from this curse. God didn't throw us out of the garden because he was mean. He did it for our own good. Because we now had to deal with the sin that began so long ago. And every person has to deal with sin. Every nation has to deal with sin. But see, today, this is typical because this is all prophesied. They will call evil good and good evil. And there's going to come along a dark one who will blaspheme the God of heaven. And guess what? They'll love him. They will follow this dude to the ends of the earth. He will be the leader of the last great Gentile army. And who's he going after? Anybody that doesn't agree with him, and he's going to end up in Israel. And then the Son of God will come back. The bottom line in all of this is there's a struggle. As long as you believe and walk in the Lord, there's victory. We are delivered from this body of death. And if we do sin, we confess our sins. Now in 1 John 1, 7 through 9, that's part of the thing you need to look at. 1 John 1 is really good. But in it, he says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Now, within that context is a little thing, but if we do sin, there is a little catch in there that you can come to God and he is faithful and just to forgive you of that sin. But you see, Paul's also dealt with the fact in Romans 
that shall we sin so that grace may abound? No, you've got to choose the side you want to work on. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. And I can tell you that America is not the only nation full of proud men and women who ignore the commandments of God and pursue their own ways. God will deal with the nations of men. I don't live in all the nations. I live in America. God called me to this many years ago. And it was late one night, and I had been having an ongoing argument with the Lord for 12 years over something that happened. I never did disbelieve, but I disagreed vehemently. And in my disagreement, I wasn't where I needed to be. And at the time God came to me, I was in no shape to do anything. But there I was. When the Internet first started, I was on my computer. People didn't even have computers like I had. I had a specially built. I was one of the first ones online, the first number of people getting online on the Internet in our state. I've been doing it that long. And I remembered I was sitting there late one night and all of a sudden a voice appeared behind me, you know, came out from behind me. I, I, I didn't even dare look around. I knew the voice. And God called me then. I was later told that if I hadn't of, I'd been dead within six months. I wasn't doing very good. Nevertheless, God healed me, put me where he wanted me. And he helped me to do what we do today. See, I don't need a webmaster because in the beginning, I learned it. And God was there the whole way. I had to learn that. I had to do it to where... I could do it. I couldn't depend on people. That was evident. So now I can produce. I can do pretty much anything there is by the grace of God. And I can tell you, learning code and doing a lot of this stuff is not easy. It's not like it is today. We were online doing audio when there was nobody online practically doing audio. And in the early days, there was no audio. It had to be developed. There was no, no one was doing videos and sending them. They weren't sending pictures. There were message boards, for crying out loud. It wasn't until AOL, one of the companies, who tried to open it up. But see, this technology is not going to save you. It is amoral. And if you want to look at the law, don't look at the laws of men. Look at the law of God. And then go to Christ, because he fulfilled the law. And we'll get into the laws of man and nations in this study. We'll talk about governments. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for those that hear. Help them to understand. Don't let them be afraid or anxious or worried. Bless them with your peace. Lead them to yourself. Help them to understand and give them deliverance. Help them to rise above the troubles we face today in every nation on earth. Father, I thank you. In Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word. Until next week. Well, next week we're not going to have a show because we are, we, we are in the Passover season and unleavened bread. We'll be in the Feast of Weeks all the way to Passover. But we'll be back the following week. Shalom. Have a great day. Great weekend. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.